Welcome to the Fitbox Podcast. This is your host, Joseph Frankie. Glad you're here listening. On our podcast, we talk about two main things. First and foremost, we interview members of Fitbox so that way you can hear their stories about how they're repaying debt, how they're saving for retirement, buying homes, all this type of stuff really to give you motivation and some different ideas. That's the first thing we talk about. The second thing our podcast do is we take individual finance topics and go through them in more detail. So that way you can say, does this apply to me? And how does this apply to my plan? So if you have questions or you want to sign up for Fitbucks, you can do so in the show notes, fitbucks.com, build your profile, schedule a call. We'll be talking to you soon. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the podcast. You're watching on YouTube. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today, our weekly financial update. I'm actually going to be focusing on student loans because we finally got the big, huge announcement that we've been waiting for um, in terms of what the new income driven repayment plans are. So, if you're thinking about paying off your loans, you're going to want to listen to this. If you're going to think about using an income driven repayment plan, you're going to want to listen to this. Most importantly, if you borrow loans between 2007 and 2014, you basically have to listen to this because you're going to want to take action sooner than later because if you don't take action soon, you may end up costing yourself a lot of money. And so I'm going to go through all that today. Before we get into it, if you're uh, listening on the podcast, again, make sure you subscribe, get notified when new ones come out. It helps us because it helps us grow because of the notifications. It helps you. Um, because you get the, the new notifications when the new episodes come out. If you're watching on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe. Again, it helps the channel grow. It helps you get notified. Share this stuff with your friends. It's going to help them too, especially this podcast, especially this video, because if your friends have student loans, they're going to want to listen to this stuff too. So make sure you share this with them. Specifically, what are we going to be talking about on this update? Like I said, student loans. Most of the time in our updates, we talk about like student loans and investments and mortgages. This is only about student loans because of this big announcement. Uh, other thing, if, if my voice sounds different and it's a little scratchy, I had like three workshops. Most of the time I do like one workshop in a day. I had three back to back to back. So I was literally like talking for like six, seven hours like straight yesterday. And <clears throat> as you can hear, my throat's a little uh, messed up right now. Um, so any of the SLPs listening to this, um, I might need some tips and, and some tricks, right? Um, so let's dive into it, okay? Uh, the big news, big, big news about the student loan stuff is that Joe Biden said he's going to come out with a new income driven repayment plan. What we found out is that it's not a new income driven repayment plan. It's a revision to revised pay as you earn. And these revisions are massive. Like I said, even if you're going to pay off your loans, they're massive to implications for you. If you're going to go on an income driven repayment plan, massive implications for for you if you're going to go um on like pay as you earn because you borrowed between 2007 2014 massive 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 for you because you need to make a decision like immediately okay so what i'm going to go through right now is i'm going to go through the four primary changes that they're making to revise pay as you earn that you need definitely need to know on your loans and then i'm going to go through how those that took out the loans between 2007 and 2014, like why you need to take action now, because it's actually going to be like the fifth change that that causes you to take action now. The last thing I want to talk about is those of you that want to pay off your loans, why this can potentially save you literally tens of thousands of dollars if this thing gets rolled out correctly. Okay. And 
like I said, yeah, th this is massive. Now, before I go to the, through the details of the change, this is not law yet. They put out like, it's like a 150 page PDF of details of this thing. It has to go through a comment period for 30 days before it becomes law. And if it becomes law, I'm anticipating it's going to take effect in July. Okay. Why? A lot of you that have listened to us for a long time, I often say I won't comment on anything until it becomes law. So why am I commenting on this now? First of all, if you wait and this thing gets dragged out through the court system and whatnot, let's just say until September and you wait and you took out loans between 2007 and 2014, it could potentially cost you a ton of money and you have a major choice that you got to make. Okay. That's why I'm not waiting to get this out. You guys need to start figuring this stuff out now so that way you're prepared. Not only that, but from what I've seen, a lot of times when this stuff goes through comment periods, it's going to become law. There might be small tweaks to it, but the major things, there's not going to be tweaks with. The only thing in my eyes that can actually stop this from becoming law is if the new House of Representatives files lawsuits against it and tries to stop it. But I still think even if that's the case, from the lawyers I've talked to, even if that happens, it's just going to delay it from becoming law. It's, it's still going to become a law because they're not going to be able to stop this thing. Okay. So that's why you need to take action. That's why I'm talking about this with you guys today. All right. So jump into it. What are the four major changes? And then I'm going to talk to you about the fifth change that affects those people. And like I said, talk about those, how they're affected with revised pay as you earn. First things first, I'm going to go into the details of this thing. And then I'm going to go actually, how does it actually affect you? So you don't have to worry about the absolute details of all this. First of all, the poverty line, it, it right now it's 150% of the poverty line and it's going up to 225%. What does that mean? When the government right now tells you this is your percentage of your income that you have to pay, like let's just say it's 10%, it's not off of your gross income, okay? So let's just say you make 100 grand, your, your payments are not 10% of that, okay? What they do is they first subtract out the poverty line. So let's just say the poverty line is, I'm going to use round number in this, but it's like less than dollars. They take 150 of that, 150%, so 15 grand. They deduct that from your 100,000. And so that's 85,000. And then you can deduct other things like things like your 401k contributions and everything else. And then that end result, they base the 10% off of that. Long story short, they're going to up it from 150% of the poverty line to 225% of the poverty line. What you need to understand about that is the net effect is your monthly payment is going to be lower, a lot lower. In fact, like if you make less than like $36,000 a year, you're not even going to have a payment on these things. And if you're a family of four, for example, and you make like $60,000 a year, you won't make any payments on these things. Like that's how much drastic it is. Now, let's just say you're not in that situation. Let's just say you're single and you make $80,000. On these, your payments right now would be about 400 to $450, your payments are going to drop to like 250 to $300. Like, so it's, it drops significantly because of that. Okay. Um, so that's the, one of the, the first big thing that they're changing. The second big one is that revised pays you earn has a subsidy on it of 50% of unpaid interest. What does that mean? Okay. Let's just say, going back to that example I just used, your payments are like $400 a month and 
your interest that you're charged every month is $900 a month, okay? That, for instance, that you're not paying that five, normally gets added on to the loan balance. So your loan would go up by $500 a month. A revised pay as you earn, that increase is subsidized by 50% a month. So in my example, like if I didn't pay $500 of interest, instead of my loan increasing by $500, it only increases by $250, okay? That's called an interest subsidy. That interest subsidy is changing too. It's going to 100%. So anything you don't pay doesn't get added onto your loan balance. This is a massive deal because that means your loan balance will never go up, okay? And that's a big deal for two reasons. If you're doing loan forgiveness, when your loan is forgiven, that means your tax liability is going to be lower because you don't have all that deferred interest on the loans anymore, okay? So like if you borrowed 140 grand, you don't have to worry about it going to 200 grand. It, the most it's going to be is 140. The other thing, and I'm going to talk about this at the end, if you're paying off your loans, you just got a potentially massive decrease in how much you're going to have to pay in interest if you set it up correctly. And that's what we call the interest repay, interest subsidy payoff strategy. And I'm going to talk about that at the very end. But that's the first two things. So the poverty lines increasing, which means your monthly payment decreases. The second thing is the repay interest subsidy. You're not going to be deferring any interest anymore which means your tax liability is gonna decrease. Everything's good so far. The next one is the actual percentage of income. Right now, these things are at 10% of your income. That's how much you have to pay. That's how your monthly payment is. The change here is that your undergrad is gonna be only 5% of your income for undergrads. And this was the big news that we were waiting for of how they were going to do this. What if you're a grad school student? What they're going to do is they're going to take a weighted average. They're going to say how much of your loans are from undergrad versus how much loans are from grad school. And then they take a weighted average. So it's not, if you have both, it's not going to be 10%. It's going to be between five and 10% in that range. So if any of you have both undergrad and grad school loans, since it's going to be that weighted average, your monthly payment is going to drop too, okay, because of this new rule. So again, the effect, the two big ones that drop your monthly payments is the poverty line increasing and the percentage of your income is also going to decrease. So those things to change. And then, like I said, the second one was the, there's no longer going to be any deferred interest on the loans, which means your tax liability is going to go down. Okay. So those are the three that we talked about so far. The fourth one, and this, we don't know the effect yet because it, it depends on what you decide to do, but it could potentially lower your monthly payment as well. Those of you that, that know this already, like on things like pays you earn, income-based repayment, income your repayment, all that type of stuff, you can file your taxes separately or jointly. And if you file it separately, your monthly payment on this is only based on your income. The rate repay works right now is regardless of how you file your taxes. If you're married, it's your monthly payments always based on dual incomes. Okay. Period. It doesn't matter how you file your taxes. The change on this is they're going to make it so that way revised pay as you earn, you can file separate and your payment is only based 
on your income. Okay, now said we don't know the effect because this is one of the calculations we do all the time for people is you don't know if you should file separately or not because if you file separately, yes, you save on your monthly payments on your student loans, but there's a lot of tax credits that you don't get anymore. And so it's a two-stage process. You have to say, how much does my monthly payment drop and how much do I save on my student loans versus, well, if I file jointly on my tax returns, how much do I save in terms of taxes? And then you have to do like this two-step approach to, to see what you should do on that, okay? So that's the fourth one. Does it drop your monthly payment? No, but in my opinion, it's a benefit. I, mean, I shouldn't say no, it depends on how you do this. It is a benefit though, because that gives you an option. And the more options you have with your money, the better. So just to recap those first four, again, the poverty line increasing and the percentage of your monthly paycheck of your income that they use, those are both changing. It's gonna lower your money. The repay interest subsidy going to 100% means your loan balance isn't gonna grow. Net effect, your tax liability, is, is gonna be lower. And those of you that are gonna pay off your loans, you can potentially use a loophole that's gonna save you a ton of money. And the last one, you're gonna be able to fire your taxes separately or jointly. It could potentially save you money. You just have to do that analysis. Again, that's something that we do every year for people. Uh, we do that analysis, okay? So those are the four big ones. That was what I wanted to talk about first, okay? Now, the fifth one, this is why if you borrow between 2007 and 2014, you need to take action now. And like I said, if, if you're a Fitbucks member already, log in and schedule a call after the 17th because that's when we're gonna be updating our calculators and all of our numbers for this stuff. Schedule a call. If you're not a member, you need help with us, this is actually part of our free service where we'll help you make this decision. Okay, so build your profile, schedule a call because this next piece, it can cost you a lot of money if you wait, okay? ASU earn is no longer gonna be, it's gone. That's one of the things on this, okay? So if you borrowed between 2007 and 2014, you need to make the decision. Do I go on pay as you earn or do I go on to revise pay as you earn? And you might be thinking to yourself, well, wait a second, Joe, you just went through all those benefits. It sounds like repay is going to be hands down better. There's one major difference. Repay is 25 years long. Pay as you earn is 20 years long. That extra 60 months of payments that you have to make can make a dramatic, huge deal in terms of how much you pay over time, okay? And so if this law becomes placed in July, you have to make that decision before July. But why do I, am I saying you gotta start taking action now? Because if you wait and say, oh, well, this thing went through common period, you know, it's not gonna get the loss, let's just throw out the lawsuit for now. It went through the comment period, now we're gonna be in March and April, this thing is gonna become law. Now I'm gonna decide if I should do this or not. It's gonna be law Jan July 1st, and now I'm gonna schedule a call with Fitbucks, or I'm gonna schedule a call with loan servicers. I'm telling you right now, when this thing becomes law and we know about these things, <laughs> 
our phones are going to be like booked for like two, three weeks straight. If you call your loan servicers, the wait time is going to be five, six, seven hours. It's going to be a train wreck of you trying to figure this stuff out. If you wait until that time, you are much better off figuring it out now and then simply saying, hey, yes, PAY is better for me or repay is better for me, whatever one it is. And then in like April or May, you just email us and say, hey, like, did anything change? And we'll notify you too if something did change. But you just email us, hey, like, this was my, my plan. Is there anything else that I should change on this? No, boom, all you have to do is go on, on the computer, file for it, you're done. Now, the reason why I'm saying you'd have to do that before July, because some of you might be saying, well, wait a second. Repayment doesn't start till potentially till September or August, potentially. Why, like, why would I have to make the decision before July? Because like I said, if pay as you earn is better for you, but you wait till after July and this thing goes into law, you're not gonna have a choice to go onto it anymore. You could potentially literally cost yourself thousands and thousands of dollars. Or if, if the uh, House of Representatives sues to stop it, and it gets dragged out till August or September before a decision is made. And a decision is, yeah, this is going into law. You just cost yourself a lot of money because you waited. Okay. So the action you need to take if you took out loans between 2007 and 2014 is you need to decide is pays you earn better because it's 20 years versus 25 years for repay with these new calculations. So that way you're ready to go. And then if it is better and this thing becomes law, regardless of if student loans are in place in repayment or not, before July 1st, you need to actually enter repayment and go on to pay as you earn and start making payments. Because once you're on it, they can't take you off of it. But if you're still in the, in the COVID forbearance and not making payments and July hits, you just cost yourself. You're going on repay, period. Okay. You're not going to have that choice. So that's why if you borrow between 2007 and 2014, it's a massive deal. Now you might be saying, I know there's a few of you that are younger that borrowed for the first time after 2014. You might be saying, well, what about me? There is a new version called new based repayment bar that came out after 2014. It's the same thing as pay as you earn you can qualify for that and you, you can do that analysis then so none of this stuff applies to you if you took your first loan for undergrad and anything after 2014 but like i said if you took your loans out between 20, 2007 and 2014 which is most of you on here like so if you took your first undergrad loan between that time period your first grad school loan between that time period you need to make the decision now you cannot wait Okay. Now, the others of you, I said, there's another situation where you're like, well, what happens if I end up paying off my loans? Why is this a big deal to me? This is where the repay interest subsidy comes into place. Okay. And I'm going to go through the mechanics of this because this was something that we only did with a handful of people over the last five or six years. One, because it's very confusing. And two, not very many people could take advantage of it, but now you can. So I'm going to walk through just real briefly what it is because it can get confusing, but on old repay, like the way it works is you get that 50% subsidy. So people that were really trying to aggressively pay off their loans, what you could do is you could go in and you could say, okay, well, I'm going to make my minimum payment 
which could be like $300 a month. And then I'm going to let my loan interest defer at the end of the month, but then the subsidy took a, took a hit. And so it would drop how much interest you owed. And then you go in and make, make your at that point, like the first business day of the month or the second business day of the month. And you would save, you know, two, $300 in interest every month. The reason why we didn't show that to most people was because it only really helped for like a year or two. And at that time, people that were really aggressively paying off their loans, refi interest rates were so low that net net, you're just better off refinancing at that point. Okay. So we didn't use that strategy with a lot of people. However, that can change now. If this thing is a hundred percent interest subsidized and refinance rates are now a lot higher, they're not like five or six percent right now, not two percent or three percent like they were before. You, if you're trying to pay off your loans aggressively, this strategy could save you a ton of money, like literally tens of thousands of dollars. Okay. And so for you, if you're really thinking about paying off your loans, you're going to want to schedule a call, not because it's like you, you have to make this decision now, but just because it's like, wow, if this thing comes into place, yeah, like I could really save a lot. So for you, I probably wouldn't make a call yet. I would probably hold off to like May or June to see like, yeah, is this thing really coming into place when our loan's kicking in? Then go. Now, if they start repayment before that, because there's, an, there's another outside possibility in all this, the Supreme Court might say you know the biden like or the gop might sue the house might sue saying repayment needs to start if that goes to the courts and they say yeah like COVID is over repayment can start in march it can start in april so for those of you that are paying off your loans if this thing becomes law that's when i would schedule a call immediately it's like hey should i be using this or not is there a more efficient way to pay off my student loans because this could potentially like i said it could, could save you a ton of money on your loans Okay. Now, one other other case, because I know a lot of you are, are uh, MDs that listen to this too. You might be doing like a residency or a fellowship. This is also going to help you a lot too. Because, um, interest are not going to be for, you know, accruing while you're going through residencies and whatnot. Now, this also might have a detrimental effect on MDs though. And what I mean by that is if you're going for like PSLF, like public service law forgiveness, and you have like four years because of residencies and fellowships and whatnot, and then your income spikes, you're going to owe less uh, because that interest deferral is not there. And so I can actually see this for doctors potentially saying, well, wait a second, like my income spiked, my payments spiked. That decrease in interest is actually going to save you less because the interest is not there. So now it might be like, well, I need to pay off my loans anyways. What's the exact answer on that? It's going to be a case by case basis on that because who knows, right? Like all the numbers are different for everybody. So it really just depends on your situation in that case. However, even if you're an MD and you took out loans between 2007 and 2014, which if you're an MD, you just recently graduated, this is in fellowships, you took out a loan between 2007 and 2014. I could pretty much guarantee you that. Okay. Um, or most of you did. <laughs> all right. Um, this PAY, PAYE thing, you're going to make a decision on that. Okay. So just to recap all that, it's not a new repayment plan. It's a revision to revise pay as you earn. 
the plan gets better from a borrower standpoint, meaning you're going to owe a lot less money. Now I say better because I know I always get emails after this, like it's not better because taxpayers, blah, blah, blah. I get it. Like, but for a borrower, it's like, man, I could take out like 500 grand and barely even pay anything on it. Okay. Like for, so for a borrower, it's a lot better. Okay. Lower tax liability, lower monthly payments. But like I said, I can't emphasize this enough because I can already see it happening. I know some of you are going to wait and then you're going to get us on the phone and complain that it took us two weeks to get on the phone. And then you're going to say, I called my loan servicer and the whole line was six hours long. Like, don't wait. If you borrow between 2007, 2014, you have to start planning for this stuff now. So that way it's an easy decision. And then when you're ready to go, if you need confirmation, especially from us, you just got to email us or, or hit your coach up and say, hey, like, did anything major change? Like I said, we'll keep emailing you with the changes on this if it does change. As of right now, I would say there's a good probability that this is going to go through. So um, as always, that's the podcast. That's the uh, video for the day. If you're on the video, like I said, subscribe. If you're on the podcast, subscribe. If you are on YouTube and you want more information, make sure you click the other videos. We got a ton of them about money, finances, all that type of stuff. We do our, have our financial freedom webinar is out. We decided that we're going to probably do it about once a month. So if you want to jump on that, be sure to jump on that. We'll be talking to all you guys soon.